In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Christ is risen. Christos Aneski. Amasicham. Christos Voskrese. Christ is risen. This morning's account of, this, of Jesus healing the man born blind from birth is the signal to those who knew the Old Testament and the sign or, of that Jesus is God and is the Messiah and has entered the world to be with us. This is why we read this gospel today, because there are so many witnesses of who Jesus is and this undeniable miracle that this man born blind from birth. Now, we need to understand what this means of this man born blind from birth. He was not blinded by the sun. He was not blinded by an injury. He was not blinded by an infection that could possibly be healed by a doctor or by a medicine. He was born blind. And in the medical understanding of that day, as it is today, this is something that could not possibly be healed by medicine of men. And so if a man born blind from birth is able to be able to see and given the sight, this is a, not just a miracle, but a divine miracle. In fact, the hymns of this church say that not only was this man born blind from birth, but that he was born without any eyes in his sockets. This is what the tradition says. He was born without any eyes. And so we see Jesus, very important, with water, with his, with his spittle and his mud, fashioned eyes. With the same material that he fashioned Adam and Eve at the beginning of creation. So this is why this is such an astounding miracle that all the people around glorified that God is in their midst, that glorified the Messiah, and that we could see also the blindness of the Pharisees who knew the scriptures, who knew the Old Testament prophecies that this was a sign that the Messiah had come. It showed the blindness due to their stubbornness and their pride and their desire to be, not to worship God, but to exalt themselves. The prophet Isaiah says that the Messiah would be known when he does this very miracle. It says, you will know that God is with you. And it says also, you will know that God is, in the prophecy says, that I am God, that I am is my name. And when, when John the Baptist, Baptist wanted to, to affirm if Jesus is the one who is the Messiah, John the Baptist sent some of his disciples to Jesus and they asked him, Jesus, John the Baptist wants to know, are you the one? And Jesus says, tell John that the blind see, the blind see, the dead are raised from the dead, that the lepers are cleansed, that the deaf hear, and that many people are glorifying God. Everybody knew what this meant, that Jesus healed this man born blind. 
Now, there's a context for this gospel this morning. It's actually the gospel, the, uh, the uh, chapter just before, chapter 8. And just a little review of what was happening in that chapter 8. First of all, we have that famous account where there's a woman found caught in adultery. Do you remember this one? And the, the Pharisees bring her to Jesus and say, we've caught this woman in adultery. What should we do? And what did Jesus say? Does anyone remember what Jesus said? Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And the disciples, I mean, the, um, the Pharisees were stumped. It says that they dropped their stones and they had no reply to what Jesus says. And then it says, Jesus then began to talk and to teach these very Pharisees that were about to stone this woman. And there's this dialogue back and forth. There are claims, there are counterclaims. There is essentially a prosecution that these Pharisees are putting Jesus on trial here and there. They say basically to Jesus, who are you? And what witnesses do you have to back up to the, the claims that you said? And Jesus says, I know who I am, first of all. I am, by my experiences, I know who I am. I am the first witness. Then he says that the Father who sent me is also my witness. That's all I need. And then the Pharisees said, um, then, uh, th- then Jesus says, if you Pharisees actually knew God the Father as his true disciples, that is, as students, as learners, not as people who exalt themselves and walk around like little lords, you would know that I am the hope for Messiah. And then Jesus says a very famous phrase, that truth, that the truth will set you free. And the disciples, I mean, keep doing this. The Pharisees said to Jesus, we're sons of Abraham. When have we ever been not free? Now they're forgetting the time that the Jews were in, in, held captive in Egypt, and they forgot that they were presently held captive by sin and by death. And Jesus says, if you were really Abraham's children, if you listened to Abraham's experience and words, you would again recognize that I, Jesus, am the Lord. If, it was, if God were your father, you would know that God is with you. And then Jesus says, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. And then Jesus said, Abraham, in fact, rejoiced. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Abraham saw it and was glad. Abraham, in other words, was prophesying that Jesus would come and God would dwell among the people. And the Pharisees are really incensed. They think they have Jesus in the corner. They say, you aren't even 50 years old and you have seen Abraham? And this is a very powerful part. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Right? Those who know the Bible knows that Jesus says that word, I am. He is translating the the name that God gave to Moses in the burning bush, Yahweh. It says that these Pharisees were so mad 
that their response was to pick up those stones that they dropped where they were about to stone that woman and they were about to stone Jesus then and there. But because it was not Jesus' time, he escaped. And then, where does he come? It says he comes to this man born blind. The Pharisees' response was to stone Jesus because of what Jesus said. Jesus' response was to come to this, to find this blind man and to perform this miracle. To perform to all those witnesses who know anything and who want to acknowledge that God is in their midst, that by this miracle they would know so. Because this is, again, a clear sign that the Messiah is in their midst. Jesus designed this miracle to reveal to all who would listen, to all the witnesses, that God is with them. There are many witnesses at this miracle. Let's count them. We have, first of all, we have the blind man who definitely knew he was born blind. We have his neighbors, and it says the neighbors and others who saw this blind man around the town begging and being helpless, but definitely born blind. Then there are Jesus' disciples. Then his parents, who knew the boy was born blind, even before the man knew what blindness was, confirmed that this man was blind and that he now can see. We say this in modern legal terms, that this was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Jesus is the Messiah. He has come to deliver us from sin and death and grant grant us eternal life. Believe in him. Believe his words. Believe his lessons. Become his disciples and you will be rescued and redeemed and given the door, shown the door to the heavenly kingdom, freed from the earthly problems of sin and death. And then, however, rather than admitting plainly what's before their eyes, the Pharisees call this this, uh, blind man before him and then put him on trial. And this, again, would be called a disastrous prosecution. A prosecution that everything would be going in the Pharisees' way and then things crashed. Because this simple blind man became the best witness for Christ, the, blessed, the best disciple. The blind man himself, without guile, without fancy words, but with boldness and the conviction of his very experience, made the Pharisees look like fools. He made them look stupid and stubborn. That's why he has this thing. When they say, how did you become blind? And how could Jesus do this? And then, and then where did this man come from? We don't know where he come, came, comes from. And the blind man says, you say that you don't know where Jesus is, yet he opened my eyes. Never since the world began had it been known that a man born blind would be given to sin, given to be, to be able to see again. I don't know anything about who Jesus is personally, but one thing I know that God does not listen to the prayers of sinners. Because remember, the Pharisees said that Jesus is a sinner. Confess, blind man, that this Jesus is a sinner. And the blind man says, I don't know who this Jesus is. One thing I know, I can see. 
this man is the Lord. He is the God and the Messiah. And then he says, he gets kind of sassy with the, the Pharisees. When they keep asking the same question again, the blind man says, why do you keep asking me? Do you, do you want to be his disciples? And then they said, who, how are you, who are you, blind man, that come and teach us? You are an utter sin. In other words, they said, we are stumped. We have nothing to say. Show this man the door so he stops making us look like a fool. And he was kicked out of the synagogue. And then there's this delightful end of this passage where after hearing that he was cast out, Jesus comes, came to the man born blind and says, do you believe in the Son of Man? And, and then the man says, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And this is one of the few times in the New Testament where Jesus openly and without a doubt shows the man, that he tells the man that he is, that he is a Messiah. You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. And then it says perfectly, this, this man born blind, now the perfect disciple and witness of Christ, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Glory to God who made the blind see, that made this man born blind from God so that all who see this miracle and recognize what it is may see it and accept this testimony and through this testimony become inheritors of eternal life.